Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all from the Dave Campbell's Texas football mothership here in a beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas football today, a show on the internet. I'm Ashley Pickle, the video director for Dave Campbell's Texas football, a magazine and texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or I think we're not on Twitch today. No, I couldn't figure out the password. Uh, You know, (laughs) it. It happens. Uh, (laughs) Facebook, Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm. As Tepper would say, she's my mal pal. She's your mal pal. She's everyone's favorite mal pal. Mal pal. Hello. How are you? Doing well. (laughs) I'm now in the Christmas spirit. If you missed the pre-show, we talked a lot about Christmas, so go back and watch it if you like Christmas. Yeah. This needs to be, this is your number one Christmas podcast um, for the (laughs) remainder of the Christmas season. Yes. That is a great idea. If we do get our own podcast someday, we're going to be talking a lot about Christmas. It's the, yeah. A lot about Christmas. Festivus. Yeah. Today is Monday, December 7th, 352 days until Thanksgiving. December 7th. Happy birthday to Larry Bird. Woo! How about that? Shout out LP. That was his favorite basketball player. He's a great dude. He is. The This is episode 1,296. On today's show, friends, we will not have Craig Way. He is fixing to hop on a plane to go to the Big Apple Texas basketball plan up in New York this week. So Craig will be joining us tomorrow. So if you are looking for Craig Way, tune into the show tomorrow. We will have him to break down uh, and break down last week and preview everything coming up in the state semifinals. Um, so no Craig today, but we've got some other things to do. So we're going to start off the top of the show. Let's show you the regional um, final vlog Mm-hmm. It was a uh, wild weekend, and so yeah. we will do that. And then we're going to have some college football talk. We'll recap. It's not going to be near as big as our normal recap of burning questions because there was only three. We'll recap those uh, three, or I guess technically four. Four. Um, yeah, Texas College Football Conference Championships. So we'll recap that. Then Matt Stepp caught up with the head coach of the Timpson Bears after their regional final win over Centerville, um, Coach Thurwanger. So we will go ahead and let you watch that. And then we will round it all out with what everyone waits for, our DCTF top 10 plays of the week. And, guys, I put this video together. There are some unbelievable plays. So do not leave before Mm -hmm. the show is over. You are not going to want to miss this top 10 
No. Before we get into all of that festivus, <laughs> Malpal, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Coach Crawford, Aaron Arbuckle, Robert Lagow. I'm so I sorry. I think it's Lego. Lego. I'm Robert, sorry. Robert, you can yell no, at I'm us if we're wrong. Yeah, please do. And then, of course, the last one, Rob Hadaway. Welcome in, fellas. And I, I'm sorry. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Just It's one of my many flaws. <laughs> No, it's fine. I always mess up his <laughs> names too, so it, it might just be a running joke. Like it is people, a running joke. I was gonna say the guys. Like, sh- shout out to everyone in the comments because when we mess it up, they typically just like laugh at it, and then it kind of turns into a thing, just like yeah. Duchess of the Dorks and Malpal. So yeah, it, you know, if we mess your name up, you're one of us. One <laughs> of us. We like you. We like you. <laughs> All right, Malpal. We'll go ahead and get this started off again. A reminder: No Craig Way today. We will have him tomorrow. So instead of Craig, we're going to show you a lot of our nonsense. Uh, this past weekend was the regional final round of the 2021 Texas High School football playoffs, and we were all across the state. Here is the regional final round vlog. All right, y'all. It is Thursday, and it is the regional finals. And what's the saying? teams to remember play in December well we're about to start seeing some teams to remember as we are into the regional finals the final eight the playoffs are narrowing down it should be uh, some great games this weekend and we're going to start out with a district rivalry game at Globe Life Field just down the road here in Arlington as the Whitesboro Bearcats are going to take on the Brock Eagles uh, should be a fun one uh, only a couple of games in UIL 11 man today so uh, all eyes will be on this game and down in Victoria where Ashley Pickle is for Shiner and Furio. So should be a fun day. And we're going to get the football weekend started. Let's do this. All right. We are Victoria, Texas bound. Shiner and Furio. Trevor Bullard, are you pumped? Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. He's calling the game on Texan Live. I'll be down on the sideline for Bally. So we're covering all angles tonight. All right, y'all. We're going to do a little pregame here at Hurtado Barbecue in Arlington late in the day so they might be sold out of a few things but we're gonna give it a shot so this is a barbecue order that Mike Craven will be proud of all meat and no sides we got ribs brisket and Texas Twinkies uh, they were out of sausage so couldn't try the sausage that's okay uh, the main the main event is right here these Texas Twinkies they are amazing so Hurtado barbecue what is up Bucky stuff. Stuff would be proud. Going through El Campo, if you can't tell from the miles and miles of wheat farm or rice farm that we're working with here. All right, we made it. Memorial Stadium in Victoria, China Refurio. It's an hour and a half before the game, and this place is packed. Doing a little interview with Brock Radio. Got a little pregame here. Got the Brock Eagles and the Whitesboro Bearcats getting ready to start state quarterfinals, aka regional finals. I got Tweet Deck up. 
I got football in front of me, and I got Shiner Refurio on the tablet. It is a good day. The stadium holds over 10,000 people. This is a 2A game. We've completely filled it up and people are all along the sidelines. Absolutely insane. What is this? Is this mayonnaise on a hot dog? It's un-American. Mike Roach, what, do you, what is your take on un-American. this? I won't allow ketchup. Mustard is what is needed on a hot dog. If you put mayonnaise on that thing, you should be sitting first. Well, if possible, I would have done mustard and relish, but they didn't have relish, so I just said let's just do the trifecta, right? No. no, no. You're a danger to awful. You and, to Joe Hoyt. You and Joe Hoyt are just terrible people. Well, this is a good example of pre crime. So. <laughs> Alright y'all, happy Friday. It is time for some more Texas high school football. I'm in the parking lot of my straight gig, my president business gig, and I am headed to East Texas. Back to the 903, back in the woods. I'm headed to Jacksonville and the venerable tomato bowl for tonight's 2A Division I. Regional final between the unbeaten Timpson Bears and the Centerville Tigers. Uh, it's about a two-hour and 15-minute drive down to Jacksonville. Driving right through my old college stomping grounds in Athens. Maybe we'll swing by Athens and uh, take a look at a couple of my old college spots uh, before we drive another 35 miles down to Jacksonville. So it should be a fun day. Uh, so let's hit the road. All right, from Victoria to H-Town, now to Pasadena we go. North Shore and Atascacita playing at the other Veterans Memorial Stadium two in a row, um, but this time in Pasadena. So let's get on the road. This is my old stomping grounds right here. Trinity Valley Community College. Right there behind the cemetery is actually the dorm that I stayed in. And there is beautiful Cardinal Gym where the Trinity Valley men's and women's basketball teams play. Good times here in Athens back in the day. Rounders Pizza. I spent many a night here in my college days here in Athens. Good stuff. We got us a little bacon cheeseburger pizza with jalapeno and some Cajun wings to start out with. Should be a good dinner. All right, we made it. Pasadena's Veteran Memorial Stadium. Um, we're gonna see how long it takes for my hair to poof out like a poodle. Humidity. Here on the field at the Historic Tomato Bowl in downtown Jacksonville. What a job they've done with this remodel. An absolute gorgeous facility. There's our buddies, the officials from the Tyler chapter. And there is that nice school board there in downtown, here in downtown Jacksonville. Just a great setting for Texas high school football. I love a football stadium right in the middle of town. Hear the train horn in the background. Centerville Band is performing at halftime here. 
Centerville leading 14 to 13. We got the and Marching Band, a traditional East Texas military style marching band. second half they lead 48 to 13 over Centerville and it looks like the Bears are going to have a date with Shiner in the state semifinals next week probably on Thursday night. Good Saturday regional final morning. That's right y'all. Got more football today. I'm headed to the star. The star. Long lost Poochie says, as we got a doubleheader. Lovejoy versus South Oak Cliff. Duncanville versus DeSoto. Should be a blast. I'm going to find me some breakfast because it's about 9.30 in the morning. Going to get there early, expecting a huge crowd. So parking can be a little bit of an issue at the star. So we're going to get there a little early and get set up. And uh, we'll see where breakfast finds me. And I think I have to make a Christmas shopping errand for the wife as well. So, hey, we do what we got to do, right? All right, one final game to go. Bridgeland Tomball headed out to Tomball ISD Stadium. Um, gave up on the humidity. We're leaving the hair curly today. Let's get it. I'm gonna grab me a little breakfast here in Burleson before I head over to Frisco. All right, y'all got a country omelet with hash browns, and of course at Old South you gotta get some pancakes. So we're gonna fuel up for the day. All right, hot chili corn and tonkaria in Tomball. Chorizo, elote, Mexican Coke. Let's go. The star. We made it. Tomball ISD Stadium. Parking attendance, wonderful tailgating going on. Let's do it. What do you think, Gavin? We're back. All set up here in the star. We got an open air press box today, so we should get a full atmosphere from both games. There you have South Oak Cliff and Lovejoy warming up pregame. Should be a good day of football. DCTF intern Josh Price here with the amazing duo of Gavin Moritz and Trevor Bullard. We're calling South Lake Hero versus Allen right now. So That's South Oak Cliff Golden Bears getting ready for a little pregame. There's Lovejoy getting their little pregame in.
Hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. If you like this kind of stuff and you want more of it, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, you can watch us live. There he is. Every Greg Tepper. <laughs> Lovely. The regional final, Dave Campbell's Texas football vlog. Tons of great food, football, fun, all the content there. Um, we will be having another one at the end of this week, and then I believe we'll be putting kind of a compilation one together for state. That's not 100% determined yet, but I think we might have yep. two more vlogs on the year. For sure one. Uh, we'll for sure document all of our shenanigans from the state semifinals this week. But uh, yeah, a lot of fun, I as do, always. I would like to uh, address something first before oh, yes, we yes, move yes. on. Yes, uh, Our good buddy Guy Frazier was seen in one of those clips there on the vlog. Uh, he was seen putting mayo as well as ketchup and mustard on a hot dog now i think that is criminal behavior Oof. i think i think putting mayo on a hot dog is just not okay not you should okay. get a fine for that i mean that's how that's how criminal i think it is now yeah. what, what is your your view on mayo on a hot dog well, I mean, first off, I think obviously now at this point, if you said it, then the official stance of Texas football today is that Guy owes a fine yes, for his condiment yes. choices. I need um, to, I should I should reach out to him after this and tell him that, but I personally <laughs> am big sauce person. Like I need sauce on just about everything. Sauce, condiment, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. Something of the more liquidy texture. Right. And I get say. that. I get that. Um last 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 resort is mayo i probably still wouldn't even do it mm -hmm. if it came down to it i might but you owe a fine guy yeah Mallory you do said so. I, I just i i can't i can't fathom why you want to put mayo i mean i get it if it's like it, okay if it's just mayo okay mm -hmm. but if you're gonna do mustard ketchup and then put mayo on top nah, three is nah, too many just don't do that three is too three many. is too many <laughs> we are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber at texasfootball.com. Big week coming up next week. It is state week. Um, and so hopefully our state hub will be up. It should be up on uh, Sunday evening. So there is no better time than now to become a subscriber mm -hmm. because you will get all the content needed before literally the 12 biggest games of the year. So if you want to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber, it is texasfootball.com slash subscribe. All right, Malpal, it is time to transition away from Texas high school football for just a bit. We'll be back in the back half of the show. But for now, on last Thursday, you guys went through and did some college football burning questions for yes. the four Texas teams – well, yes, four Texas teams that were in four FBS and then one and FCS, then one yeah. FCS, yeah, that were in their respected conference championships. And so now we go to Malpal. All right, we'll go ahead and throw that first question up there if I can get it. It's about UTSA. What lessons do you take from last week's UTSA loss to North Texas? Now, if you guys don't remember what happened last, or I guess two weeks ago, two weeks ago UTSA yeah. had a, a big, big loss uh, to North Texas. I don't remember what that final score was, but yeah, it was a uh, uh, 45 was to 23. And most of those were yeah. garbage times. Right, right. For UTSA. Exa yes, exactly. Uh, so honestly, I think we can kind of answer this question now. Uh, with UTSA, you can take that loss, that big loss to North Texas, and you can transfer that energy over to this big 
Conference USA Championship game that you just had with, with Western Kentucky, and that's pretty much exactly what they did. UTSA ended up beating Western Kentucky for the second time this year, 49-41. to Now, this game was honestly super aggressive. I loved watching this game, mm -hmm. too. Um, I think this game kind of went exactly as their first meeting with Western Kentucky went, uh, and it was a great game. Uh, UTSA jumped out early. I think I think Western Kentucky ended up scoring first. Uh, UTSA answered very quickly, um, but then right after that, UTSA just came up with some big stops and was able to to grab that big lead. I think they were up 42 to 20 over mm -hmm. Western Kentucky first, um, and really that ended up leaving Western Kentucky kind of playing catch up. And we've seen throughout the year. Uh, I don't know how much you guys have followed Western Kentucky, but they're not very good at playing catch up. Uh, they're down big like that they kind of uh, I guess kind of freak out in a sense um, now they almost did come back against UTSA I think the yeah like you said the I like I said the final score was 49 to 41 so they ended up coming back just a little bit uh, on the last play of the game Bailey Zappi ended up throwing a pick and that ended uh, the game for UTSA in Western Kentucky so UTSA is our conference USA champions and yeah that's the big thing is I mean Western Kentucky was no joke and we knew that going into the year and it's really hard yeah. to beat a good team twice not to mention exactly that You're first right. meeting was at the hilltop at a night game that's I mean if you if you speak uh, Conference USA like we do that's a very difficult environment to play in so they Absolutely. go out get that to do it again you have home field advantage this time which right. is great and I think that was like their third largest crowd in UTSA history it was too. so it was it was packed in the Alamo Dome yeah can, I mean to say what Jeff Trailer has done for this UTSA program, still a, a pretty infant program in the scope of college football. I mean, this is their eighth yeah. season, I want to yeah. say. And you go out there, you bring in a brand new, you bring in a new head coach, and he turned that program around. I mean, it yeah. was in really bad shape. And now you know that this is the type of momentum that then you start to improve your facilities. You right. start to bring in those recruits. People see this as why go play at a larger school where we're not going to win when I can go win conference championships at mm -hmm. conference in the conference USA level. And I mean, obviously then they're going to be moving on to uh, the AAC. And so it's one of those things. This is such a big momentum builder for what this UTSA team was to do. And so to answer the question, yes, do you want to go undefeated and beat North Texas? Yes. Of course you do. In the scope of things, is dropping one to a barely bowl-eligible North Texas team at the last game of the season to then go on and win your conference championships. Undefeated is great. It, right. Whatever. Right, and kind of speaking on that uh, that game, that Western Kentucky offense is absolutely deadly. Oh, absolutely. Like Bailey Zappi, and now if you guys don't know. Houston Baptist that, can tell you. <laughs> right. That, so that Western Kentucky team, that whole coaching staff, uh, including the, uh, Bailey Zappi, their quarterback, was basically picked up from Houston Baptist and moved over to Western Kentucky. Now, Bailey's they lead, I think they're the number one team in the FBS for, for passing offense. They are deadly. Bailey Zappi's got like – over so he's got 5,500 passing yards on the year, 56 touchdowns. So the fact that UTSA was able to to come up with big stops and get ahead on this Western Kentucky offense, huge win for the Roadrunners. And like you said, this is a huge momentum shift for years to come. They're they can I think they can start competing with with teams down in that San Antonio area, like uh, Texas and stuff like that, pulling recruits. It's a huge win for them, I think, on and off the field. Absolutely. It, it no doubt is. And it's exactly what you want to do before you start going through different conference ships and everything. And, hey, 
Jeff Trailer has now laid the foundation for Texas high school football coaches. Joey McGuire mm-hmm. is going to try and do his same thing. Both those guys start popping off like this. The scope of college football in, in Texas, it, it begins. There's a narrative being written that really begins to change this. So yep. Jeff Trailer is a fundamental key into doing it, and he went out there and he turned this UTSA program around, and looks like he's sticking around. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and move on to our next question. This is the Big 12 championship. If Baylor is to win the Big 12 title, which, of course, they did, what must be different from its first meeting with Oklahoma State? Now, just to recap, uh, Baylor did defeat Oklahoma State this weekend, 21-16, to to claim the Big 12 uh, championship title for this season. Now, I think the main thing that they had to do different from their first meeting with Oklahoma State was they had to step it up on that defense. And that's exactly what they did. Now, to start off, Baylor did start their freshman quarterback, Blake Shapin, over Gary Bohannon. And to start off with that offense, they actually looked pretty great. Um, One thing that I did mention last week is that the first meeting, they got lucky and they got to see a bad Spencer Sanders. He threw Mm -hmm. four – I think he threw – three interceptions last game. But the thing was, is they couldn't take advantage of that. They couldn't capitalize on those interceptions, which really hurt them because they were put into good field position. They just couldn't capitalize on them. Now, this meeting, it was a little bit different. Spencer Sanders, again, they caught a bad Spencer Sanders. He threw four interceptions uh, this game. And, of course, Baylor was able to take advantage of that. They were able to score off of two of those interceptions. So uh, that was one thing that they – Obviously did a lot better than last. And, of course, going back to that Baylor defense, uh, they were able to come up with some big stops, um, you know, in the end zone to control most of that game. I think the stat, Oklahoma State ran 17 plays. Um, and Inside Baylor's, I think, 10-yard line. Mm-hmm. And they were only able to score seven points off of that. So that Baylor defense in the red zone was absolutely deadly. And kind of speaking to that, I don't know if you guys, if you saw the last play of that game or the last drive of that game, it was absolutely brutal if you're an Oklahoma State fan. But just Mm -hmm. to recap, uh, yeah, so about a minute left in the game, Oklahoma State drives down to Baylor's two-yard line. Of course, it's first and 10. They got four tries to get it into the end zone to not only tie the game, but to win Mm -hmm. the game. And of course, that would probably put them into the college football playoff. They were unable to do so. Yep. Four different tries. That Baylor, that red zone defense of Baylor just absolutely demolished that that offense in that time and came up with a big stop. And yeah, that led Baylor to a Big 12 title for the first time in quite a bit. Yep. Yeah, it's quite been a, a while. Couple and that's, years. that's the thing. There's there's the old adage in, in football and sports in general. Defense yep. wins championships. And you Baylor's are absolutely defense right. did that. And you, you hit the nail on the head. I remember sitting there after the Baylor-Oklahoma State game and saying, how in the world does an opposing quarterback throw four <laughs> interceptions and you lose a game? Right. That's, you, that, that's unacceptable. You can't, you, you can't do that. You can't. It's just – it's. <laughs> I, I look at it like this. If that quarter, if your quarterback on the opposing side is going to basically hand you the game, because mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. If you're yep. throwing that many picks, if you're having that many turnovers. So literally handing you the handing ball. You're handing you the game. <laughs> here's, here's the win, and you can't do anything with it. Right. Something has got to change. And the fact that they were able to do that on the on the biggest stage is yes. is what you have to do. And, and you said it too. Shout out to Blake Shapin. Uh Obviously, we thought that when Gary Bohannon wasn't going to play in this game, yeah. that there was a good chance that Baylor really didn't stand a chance because yep. 
he played in the last game and they still couldn't get it done. He went 23 for 28, uh, 180 yards passing and three touchdowns. And I mean, that's just, that's spectacular from your next man up philosophy there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was defense. Defense wins championships. This game is, if, if any coach ever wants to show people that, go ahead and put on that last, <laughs> that last play of the, the whole little series, the last first down series. You know of, what you need to. You know you need to show up, hmm. show, put up. You need to put up that that ending frame of, of that guy yeah, who's exactly. just oh, yes, reaching that's just for the end zone. <laughs> that's just one. I swear, like one inches yard. short of the goal line. Yeah. That's what you got to throw up. And there that's if all you're it takes is, that. is one yard. And the fact they capitalized on their mistakes, and Absolutely. then the defense never quit playing. Yes. So there you go. Congratulations to Baylor. And man, what. What a deal that athletic department yeah. has had in the checks notes past like eight months. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you got a you got a uh, freaking national title for for the men's basketball team and the women's. I'm not sure. I I think they made it to the final four. They fell just short, year. but I mean they're yeah perennial powerhouse yeah, down that, there. So that athletic department is just fantastic mm-hmm. over there. Shout out to them for sure. All right, we'll move on to our next question. Over under, 150 and a half rushing yards for Cincinnati. Uh, I kind of fell victim to this. I definitely took the under mm-hmm. uh, for this because I'll, sh- I'll show you why, or I'll tell you why. So the last time Cincinnati faced a great rush defense was back when they played Notre Dame. I mm-hmm. think the second, third game of the season, they ended up beating Notre Dame. Uh, and they held him to under 100 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And it, as you know, Houston's got a great rushing uh, defense, defense. Yeah. and I, d- I had it on here what they were ranked, but they're in the, I, th- I believe they're in the top 20 in the FBS. So just going off of that, I was like, all right. Oh, yeah, that seems I'm, like it could I'm taking could the under mm-hmm. on this. No. <laughs> and then Jerome Ford happened. Absolutely not. Yeah, it was – they ra- That guy alone went 18 carries yeah. for 187 yards. He was averaging <laughs> 10 yards per carry. And then he looked into the camera and he said, this one's for you, Malpel. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> well, happened. He, he said, I'm going to prove you wrong yeah. on this one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the final score to this game, this was the uh, AAC championship. Uh, Cincinnati defeated Houston 35-20. to 20. Uh, And I'm going to say it, I think this score does not indicate – what Mm -mm. this game actually looked like. Uh, Cincinnati just had a total domination over this Houston team. They looked fantastic on offense as well as defense. They were so balanced on offense, which I think really – hurt this Houston defense you know right. as, as great as your as your rush defense is if you're balanced on offense where you can sling it as much as you can run it there's not much that you can do to stop a team like that so I just think they had full control of this game and I really think that if you're if you're looking at it, I think Cincinnati just had a lot more to play for than Houston you oh, know yeah. Houston's already got one loss they lost at the beginning of the season to Texas Tech uh, of course they're already bowl eligible yeah they're playing for a conference championship but if you're Cincinnati, you're playing for a spot in the college football playoff, mm-hmm. the first G5 team to make it into the playoffs. And I think there's just there was just more riding on it for Cincinnati, and it really showed. Yeah, there was never a doubt that Houston was going to show up to this game, and they were going to get yes. the best Cincinnati team possible. There right. was never a doubt about that. I'm going to give a shout-out to Clayton Toon. I mean, 250 yards of passing. He went out there, and he, he, did. he was able – now I'll – Quite a bit of those were garbage time. But, yeah. you know, you kind of do that. The other thing that I feel like deserves a little bit of credit there, um, and this is a, kind of a surprising stat, but Cincinnati went 0-8 on third down conversions. Really? So Houston's oh, wow. defense did a pretty decent job of holding them to a certain extent. It was mm-hmm. more of the long breakaway plays that it's great to be able to hold them. But if you're going to let Jerome Ford throw up 187 yards of rushing on you single-handedly, and then there was more after that, you know, to to get up to 210 as a team, it's like, 
Right. He just he he carried the team on the back. Right. And Houston didn't have a bad game. I don't think Clayton Toon had a horrible game. They just were able to put a ton of pressure on Clayton Toon, and which ultimately resulted in a in a pretty big dub for this Cincinnati team. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on to our last question of the week. Well, FCS action, what is the key matchup for Prairie View A&M to win its first SWAC title since 2009? Now, if you don't know much about these two teams, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you what the final score to this was. Prairie View A&M played Jackson State for the SWAC championship this weekend. Uh, Jackson State defeated Prairie View A&M 27-10. And, and, and if you guys don't know, Deion Sanders is the head coach of uh, Jackson State, so if that name sounds familiar, that is why. Um now, I think we talked about this past week, the main matchup. Now, this Prairie View A&M team is good. Uh, I think they went 7-4 and four on the year. Definitely 7-5. Seven 7-5 and five. Seven and well, five. Yeah, with this loss. Right, 7-5 and five with this loss. Uh, they've taken it a step. And I must mention that one of those losses was to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, go really ahead and ride that one I off. don't know if you really <laughs> count that one much. But uh, this team is really like – from where they have been in the past, they've really stepped it up. And I think this th- playing for a title like this is really a testament to mm-hmm. how much they have stepped it up um, over the, the past couple of years. And uh, I think that the, to answer this question, this was the toughest defense that Prairie View A&M has faced all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what it, That's what Tepper had said. And I think this game was really just a testament to that. Now, Jawan Pass, uh, Prairie View's A&M starting – Prairie View A&M's starting quarterback didn't have a bad game. Uh, he, he had 16 touchdowns on the air. He's a great quarterback. Uh, Jackson State's defense was just stellar. Um, they were just – I think the halftime score was – I think Jackson State was only leading 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you see, the final score was 27-10. to 10. So Jackson right. State held – couldn't preview and could not do anything that no, second half. Yeah, absolutely nothing. They came out in that second half and it was just it was punt after punt after yep. punt. They couldn't get anything going offensively. And then from a Jackson State perspective, they had they they have a lot of versatility on offense. Mm-hmm. And then they had the guy in uh, Peyton Pickett that was able to to go over a hundred yards on rushing and so when it gets to that the defense you know you have a little bit of trouble starting stopping the run game from Jackson State and then you look at it of just not getting anything to go offensively they looked good in the first half you know it looked like okay here we go it can be a competitive game getting shut out in the second just that that hurts and they they also for Jackson State's defense also forced five turnovers Prairie View A&M so at that point and if and like we were kind of talking about during that Baylor game uh, in Oklahoma State they were able to capitalize on some of those turnovers mm-hmm. and get good field position, and it just it killed them. But, hey, great testament to uh, Prairie View A&M's season. Congrats to them. They're really stepping it up with that program, and, yeah, it's exciting to see what they're going to be able to do in these next coming seasons. So, yeah. It absolutely is. So there it is. Recap. Yeah. yeah. College football burning questions. Um, so this Thursday, I'll go ahead and do a programming note there. We will not be doing college football burning questions. We're going to have a uh, Malpal and ish over yeah. in the Greg powers, Memorial power zone. I guess we're still calling it that yep. um, to do kind of a bowl breakdown type of thing. So this will be the yep. last that we kind of talk of college football until probably obviously after the state championships, but we will have some college football talk on Thursday. So if that's what you're here for, Thursday's your day. And I, I got to get a, a big shout out to the Mean Green. We are going to a bowl game for, in Caw. Frisco. So if you're – throw up your claw. Throw up your claw. Caw. So if you're in the area and you're a Mean Green fan, yeah. 
go to the bowl game. Support your mean green. There you go. We are Texas football today. We're every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber at texasfootball.com. And a big reason is uh, the guy that we're about to put show his interview, Matt Stepp. He has a lot of subscriber content, and it's good subscriber yes. content that you should get your eyes on. And so texasfootball.com slash subscribe. This one we'll give to you for free, though. Matt Stepp was on the road last week in the regional final round of the Texas high school football playoffs, and he watched the Timpson Bears take down Centerville 48-13, to and he caught up with the head coach of those Timpson Bears afterwards, Coach Kerry Thurwinger. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Timpson head coach Kerry Thurwinger. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football back here at the beautiful Tomato Bowl in Jacksonville, Texas. Here with the head coach of the Region 3 2A Division 1 champions, Coach Ther Kerry Thurwanger, after a 48-13 win for the Timpson Bears over Centerville. Congratulations, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, our kids kids came out, and, and this is where we wanted to be. You know, after last year, we, you know, said this is where we want to get back to and, and see if we can't do something different and, you know, Shine, opportunity shine, now. Shine, shine are sitting there waiting. I, I'm sure they're not worried about it, but, uh, you know, we're just going to go in. I, I just so proud of these guys and my coaching staff and the adjustments we made at halftime to, to get away from these guys. I was going to ask you, so, so Centerville came out, we kind of all knew, you know, they wanted to try to keep the ball away from your – your offense is really explosive and you got a lot of playmakers, and so their, their plan was to try to hold on to the football, constrict the football game, and I thought for, you know, the first 20 – 20, 22 minutes of the game, they really did a great job at it. They, they held you guys to two first-half possessions. You know, you got the ball at the end of the half, but you were kind of scrambling there. It was, you're up by one going into the locker room. The second half, you came out and it outscored them 34 to nothing in the second half. It took control of the game. Was there a specific defensive adjustment that you guys made, or was it more a matter of just executing the kids executing the game plan, and defe defeating blocks up front, and dis disrupting their, them in the backfield? Well, it's, it's a little bit of both. I mean, our, our defensive staff got together, and we made some adjustments on where we we were lining up, you know, and, and how we were covering, uh, especially over there, putting our linebackers over their tight ends and things like that. And then we challenged our kids, you know, we wanted to get back to the semifinals. How bad do you want it? You got 24 minutes. And, and even though they had held the ball the entire deal, we still had a lead at half. And so that was huge, you know, to be able to get that, the kids, you know, because confidence, kinda, right? Yeah, they were kind of down, not being able to get them off the field. But, you know, at the same time, you look up on the scoreboard, you're still ahead. So it it worked out. Is that when you turn, turn for instead of being a coach to a psychologist a little bit, you tell the kids, hey, they played the perfect first half, and yet we're still winning the ball game. Did you kind of kind of pick them back up a little bit? You have to kind of put your psychologist hat on a little bit, yeah. don't you? I mean, that, that's the first thing I told them when we walked in the locker room. I said, as, as well as they played, they're still behind. And as bad as we played defensively, you know, just, just not making the plays when we needed to, we're still ahead. So, you know, keep your head up and, and let's go get it. Now, you, you mentioned you guys got Shiner next week, and obviously uh, they're, the, they're the defending state champs. And when you guys played them last year, you know, you guys were a young ball club. That was your first first rodeo that deep into the playoffs playing a championship-caliber program like Shiner. And they got the best of you guys. They played really well that night, and they were the eventual state champions for, for a reason. Right. Do you feel like now your kids, they've been through those battles. Do you feel like, you know, obviously the game's got to be played and you got to have a good week of preparation and all that good stuff, but do you feel like just at first glance your kids know what's ahead and they're going to be better prepared for that challenge kind of in, the, in this second shot? Well, you would hope so. I mean, there shouldn't be any surprises. You know, you, you faced them last year. You know what's coming. 
you, you know who's in the backfield, you know what they got up front, and you know that they've been there and done that. So there shouldn't be any surprises, you know, and we're a year, year older. Most of our guys played in that game last year, so, you know, they've, they've had a year to get stronger and to get mentally tougher. So, you know, let's just see what happens. Any, have, have you talked to Coach Bodecker yet? Is there any uh, day or time you're going to work work that out probably this evening? I'm try to play on Thursday just simply because next next week we've got to play on Wednesday. You know, the winner has to play on Wednesday. So uh, we're going to play Thursday. Uh, site has not yet been determined. You'll text me though, right, won't yeah. you? Yeah. Coach, yeah. Coach does a good job of that. Final question for you. This is my first time at the Tomato Bowl since the remodel. It's been about 20 years since I've been to this stadium. Uh, I know you're, you've been around in East Texas. What do you think of this facility? This is an amazing stadium. I, I thought Jacksonville ISD has done a great job keeping the character of this stadium, but making it really nice, the amenities and all that good stuff. It's a beautiful place, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played the first round game here and, you know, when Coach Hardy, uh, we started talking about places. He mentioned this one and I said coach you're not gonna find a better spot to play I mean no track around it you know you got the old rock walls and the train coming by and, and so yeah it's it's just a great facility and I appreciate Jacksonville ISD hosting us and a lot of black and gold in the bleachers you gotta be real happy with, with the community support I'm sure they're gonna be uh, even an even bigger crowd next week I would imagine well I would hope so you know these guys have been behind us for a long long time you know for since I got here, they've, they've been great, and, and the kids have bought in, and, and the town's bought in. I'm sure we'll have a bunch of people when we come back into town there waiting on us. Coach, congratulations on the win. Enjoy that post-game meal, and uh, be careful heading back to Simpson. We'll see you next week. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for watching that video. If you would like more and to be notified when they come out, go ahead and click that subscribe button right there he is, down Tim there. Head coach Kerry Therowinger after their uh, just really dominating performance over Centerville, 48-13. to And boy, howdy, do they get a test this week. Uh, Steph was at that regional final. I was at the opposite regional final watching Shiner and Refurio and... The Bears are going to have their work cut out for them with those Brook Brothers from Shiner. But if there's one thing that we know about Coach Thurwinger is that he always has his guys ready to go. So we're excited to see that one go down. And we appreciate him taking the time to talk with our very own Matthew Stepp. Malpal, there is something that we want to uh, ask you all to do. And that is to go to TexasFootball.com. And check out the voting for the Whataburger Super Team. So each year, Dave Campbell's Texas Football partners with Whataburger to create the prestigious Whataburger Super Team. And this is where we go through and we name 40 athletes out of the entire state of Texas. Doesn't matter classification. It is 40 top tier student athletes who play Texas high school football across the state to be named to the Whataburger Super Team, and a portion of them come from fan voting. So that mm -hmm. is available right now on our website. Again, texasfootball.com. You'll go over to the awards tab, click on Whataburger Super Team, and you can see all the finalists that we have named for those top 40 spots. They get an awesome trophy from Whataburger. It looks kind of like the uh, the old Super Bowl trophy there. It's kind of a little replica it. of that. It is very, very cool. They get recognized uh, gift cards to Whataburger, which is probably the best part of it, if oh, you yeah. ask me. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but no, it's very prestigious. They'll end up in the magazine and everything like that. So if you want to go check that out, texasfootball.com and vote now for the Whataburger Super Team. And finally, Malpal, there is just one thing left to do. It's one of my favorite segments of the week, the DCTF Top 10 Plays of the Week. We go through, 
We check out as many Texas high school football plays as we can get our hands on. Specifically, thank you to all of you who use the hashtag DCTFTop10 on Twitter. That way we can go ahead and pull those videos if you ever see a play, especially state semifinal round this week. We should be able to absolutely see some amazing plays Last week, we put together the top 10 for the regional final round of the playoffs, and here they are, the DCTF top 10 plays of the week. It's either run it or pass it. Hopkins will throw it to the end zone. It's caught. It's a touchdown. Second one of the night for Brian Spotwood. Set of downs for LBJ. Guarding quick throw, looking for Trent Leary. It's completed. Leary, oh my goodness. Dodges one tackler. He's going to dodge the entire team. Say goodbye to him. Touchdown, Trent Leary. 60 yards. Makes one man miss. Angel Neary on that defensive back. And all of a sudden, it's a new ball game again. Fredericksburg had all the momentum back-to-back touchdowns. Trent Leary. If you've ever seen a guy who can get his way out of a coffin, there he is right there. Somehow he escapes it. And at 60 yards, he's in the touchdown in the end zone. The second half, he could only be down two scores. Pitch it out. Doug Brooks to the outside. Here goes Doug Brooks. He's so hard to bring down. Breaks out of a tackle. Doug Brooks will score. And they go trips right, receiver left. Quarterback's going to take it and he'll keep it. And then spin. Breaks a tackle. 35 to the 40, to the 50, down the sidelines. 30, 20, 10. He is going to score. Wow. Major Bowden does something that... first half score in the Region 4 final against Vandergrift. Jones delivers a deep ball. Nichols hops up, makes a wonderful catch. He beats Jonathan Hall. What a circus grab at the 19-yard line. McHenry going deep for Rodgers. And it is caught! What a catch inside the five! Down to the one! Amazing! Just took it away. Need to get down inside the 22 for a first down. Ariano taking a shot down the field. Jump ball is... Touchdown! It's caught for the touchdown for Dieball! Two of Brennan. And it's a handoff. Headed right, DJ breaks a tackle. Trucks another spin move to the 15. DJ still going 10. DJ 5. DJ high step. My goodness, what a run. Derek Johnson, 32 yards, breaking tackles, spinning off a of guy, stiff arming guys. Touchdown Cavaliers, third of the opening half. Thanks so much for watching. There that. it is, our DCTF top 
10 plays of the week from the regional final round of the 2021 Texas High School football playoffs. Again, we will be putting those again together for one more week next week for the state semifinal round. So over the weekend, if you see any clips of Texas high school football plays that you think deserve to be in the DCTF top 10, just use that hashtag that's right down there on the screen, hashtag DCTF top 10. And we will go and take a look at those. But before we get to that, Malpal, will you head over to Malpal, I guess, for America's second favorite segment? Oof, that was a mistake on my part. Let's, we're going to, we head over to Malpal for America's <laughs> favorite segment. Final Thank you. thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for putting some respect on that. Put some respect on my name. We had a couple of questions asking if the picks is still going to be out this week. And yes, it will be in our very own <laughs> Ashley Pickle. Yeah. We'll be doing it. So, yes, be on the lookout for that. We'll probably release that on Thursday, Wednesday night, mm -hmm. Thursday, yeah, as Wednesday, we always do. So here. just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we, uh, you're stuck with me a lot this week. You can hashtag <laughs> blame Tepper for that. He decided it was good to have a kid right now. Uh, no, Max is beautiful, and we are so excited to yep. have him. Uh, we just like to give Tepper crap whenever we possibly can. <laughs> so this is all directed at Tepper, not uh, Tep wife or Max or Hank. Um, <laughs> but, yes, just a quick reminder, too, we did uh, Tep pick and step last night. Yeah. So the, text, or the Tep and step podcast is out it should be in your feeds we put that out last night it is step and eye breaking down we go through all 20 games um and then yeah i am fixing to we're gonna end the show and i'm gonna go attempt to record the pick so uh say a prayer for malpal because <laughs> she's gonna be the one to edit it together so we'll see you're gonna do great yeah we'll try i have faith in you <laughs> so yes everything is still going on as normal just a little bit of a different face <laughs> that's gonna do it for us thank you for spending your day with us if Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. And of course, see all of our content on texasfootball.com. Thanks to uh, Timpson head coach Carrie Thurwanger. Thurwanger, goodness gracious. The names. For it's being names. our <laughs> guest for Malpal. A reminder, we will have Craig Way on the show tomorrow. I'm Ashley Pickle. Vince Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.